Hello and welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Ziv Raviv. And I'm Shachar Erez. And together we've created GenerousMarriage.com, which is a resource that is free where you can learn how to make your relationship a more generous one. And today's interviewee is Mike Goldstein from Easy Dating Coach. Uh, who is Mike? Mike is probably the most effective dating coach in the world. He has 83% success in finding serious mates in six to eight dates. That's, uh, sorry, six to eight people. You have to date six to eight people and you find a mate in 83% chance. That's quite impressive. It is quite impressive. And, and the long-term relationship and like some of the things that might scare people on dating is the need to date 20, 30, 40 people, which can be very tiring. He has a lot of tips also for people that are married. So, see you at the end of the interview where we will share with you a few of our insights. Enjoy! Welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Fight less, feel appreciated, and have a deeper connection with your spouse. And now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv. Hello, Generous Marriage Podcast. I'm Ziv Raviv. Hello, Shachar Erez. Hello. Today we have Mike, Mike Goldstein. Hello, Mike. Hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's so good to have you because you are the dating coach. You know, the Easy Dating Coach website that we're going to explain people where is that and how to get to there. But first of all, we invited you here because we got inspired by what you do with helping people go through dating. And we help people understand the relationships. And dating is a big factor on getting into a relationship. Mm -hmm. So you might really not do it correctly. You might really screw it up and not be very generous in doing dating. We think that you do this professionally. You help people professionally find their soulmates. I think that's very beautiful. So first of all, Mike, how are you? Thank you for joining. I'm doing amazing. And I'm so glad we're talking to relationship experts. I mean, what's great about dating is, obviously, if you have that good skill set when you're in the relationship, if you continue to date, it just makes the relationship even more beautiful. We talk a lot about this topic of falling in love again in our webinars as well. And how can you fall in love again if you don't fall in love in the first place, right? We want to really pick your brain. We see you as a really important contributor to the circle here of life. So first of all, we want to ask you, because you work not just with people that are dating for the first time, but also people that are dating after stopping dating. What are some of the things that hold people back from coming back to dating that you can help them with? So obviously, the person needs to make the decision that they do want to date again. They can't make that decision. There's nothing I can do for them. But I think the biggest thing that people do and they don't even realize is especially if they had maybe a toxic marriage or a toxic relationship that was three years, 10 years, 20 years, they start getting comfortable in what that was. So then when they look at their next partner, they do the same thing over again. And that relationship didn't work. And now they hop right back into the exact same thing. And of course, that's not going to work either because it's we already proved that that's not yeah. what you really need. So that's what I'm seeing in terms of people just repeating the same mistake over and over again, unfortunately. Can you help? 
Absolutely. Well, first of all, if you've had that long marriage, people need to rediscover their love for themselves and rediscover like, wow, this is what we wanted to do. This was our life. But what is my life? What do I love? What am I passionate about? What am I excited about? And once she's or he feels amazing about where they are, then we go talk about, well, what's the partner you want now? And once we document exactly what they want, then absolutely, we go target that person and we get them on dates and progress that dating relationship into a real relationship. So you make like a list of what uh, makes a good partner or how do you target that person? Yeah, that's such a great question. So yeah, what I do is just very simple. It's very easy, easy dating coach. A laundry list of everything you want in a partner. And then very simply, you take the five things you want. And for me, over the years, that's been the perfect number. You can't have six, you can't have three. Five is exactly what you get. And it's okay to not have the list perfect. So let's say you start dating and maybe you haven't figured out fully what you want. Well, maybe item number eight then takes out number five and you just the list is very fluid and you keep switching it. But once you have the five things you need, every time you're looking at a second date and deciding whether to go, whether to ask or whether to say yes, do they have the five? Beautiful, you go. If they don't have the five, move on to the next one. And with this structure, you don't let emotion get in the way because sometimes it's like, wow, that person's really good looking. But wait a second, they don't have your five. So they're not a life partner. Wow, I really love how you said the five needs. And when you work with someone as a dating coach, do you actually present them with a specific candidate for dating or do you just help them find the date and by themselves? Great question. I have a ton of success at online dating at this point. I'm sure you guys haven't had time to research me fully. But about 10 years ago, I started working with an online dating methodology, came up with a system on how to do online dating. And about five years ago is when it got a lot of recognition where I was on the Today Show, writing for Reader's Digest, Shape Magazine, all about this. And it's because it was getting 83% of clients into relationships. And once that happened, then I started working with eHarmony, Match, and OkCupid, where I started sharing data and sharing what I was doing with them and they were sharing their data. And now everything I do online is purely math and science-based. Here's the best way to do online dating. Here's the best way to represent yourself and get the most messages and have the most success. And so with this system, we only need my female clients or and male, they only need to meet about six to eight people to find someone that they like using this system. Wow, that's very impressive. You're a scientist. <laughs> I know people who are scientists that are smart and then I implement something with what they give me. So you're like a broker. That's so cool. I'm taking smart people's stuff and packaging it. They also have statistics about success in uh, not just in finding a mate, but in finding the right mate, like in the relationship afterwards. Do you know what happens three years later? That's a great question. So I do track that. And I've had 11 marriages and none of them have gone divorced. So the 83% of getting people in relationships, we're not interested in ones that three months long, six months long. I'm talking about long-haul relationships. But to be more specific to answer your question, I don't have the exact data on that, but we're not interested in fluky relationships. We want the real deal. And this is a perfect segue to another question we had when we were discussing towards this interview. It looks like these days, 
Dating is a process with a lot of swiping left and swiping right and even occasional sexual relationship that is very temporary. And I wonder, what is your opinion about it? Can you really date these days without swiping left and right? You 100% can in most areas of the world. So it depends where our listener is. But in the ideal world, especially in the US, like I love being near a city and then using OkCupid or Match.com. And Match.com is better for most of the world. OkCupid just doesn't exist as prevalently in a lot of the world. Anyway, if you can focus on those sites and then you can strategically, especially on OkCupid, go on folks that are 90% or higher match percentage, the folks there that are from Harvard that built the algorithm, it really can help in terms of getting on more strategic dates. I love that approach. And then you can get away from the swiping. But anyway, for everyone, if you can, and there's opportunity within wherever you live locally, use a big traditional site so that you can target folks that have a lot of information in their profiles, maybe answered some questions that they're using to match you. And if you've got more information as opposed to the swiping where there's 260 characters or whatever it is, you're just basically going on what they look like. And we really want to target folks that maybe have the same values, maybe have things in common. And so then that's more exciting. So you want to look at the more robust profiles. Does that make sense? It does. It's not only about the looks. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to do very well. And obviously, as we age, our looks dissipate. So it's, it's not that important. <laughs> you do need to be attracted, obviously. So you work with men and women or mostly women or... So I started my career with 100% men. And since then, I've marketed entirely towards women. And now I'm about 70, 80% female and the rest men. And do you see differences? What's the difference in how men and how women approach dating? My good friend Evan Marquette came up with a saying that I find to be very true. Most of the time, let's stereotype. Men are looking for sex and then find a relationship. And women are looking for a relationship and find sex. So what can you do to help them to not fall for the common pitfalls? One of the keys to dating is treating it like you're trying to make a new friend. So you're not really worrying about the sexual stuff so early. You're not worrying about, wow, the last hour of this date's been going amazing. How do I figure out how to kiss the person? Or man, I'd like to be kissing. Don't worry about that. Let's worry about getting to know each other. Do we have similarities? And do I want to be even friends with this person? Like, do they treat people well? Do they treat me well? And then let's transition that onto a second, a third date. And are we having fun? Is the conversation great? Do we have things in common? Does the person have my top five? And if you're on date two, day three, like what questions do I need to ask if I'm not sure if they have my five? How do I ask better open-ended questions to figure this out sooner rather than dating for months and never really truly having that information? That's great. You know, it really fits the John Gottman, the famous couples researcher. He has this uh, model and according to him, long-term relationships are based on friendship. And only on top of that comes sex and intimacy that really fits his model. So do you explain to your customers to avoid sex in the first few dates? Is that like a policy or a recommendation? Especially for women and men, really. I think if you are looking for a marriage and a life partner or just a life partner in general, it's very strategic to not have sex. But if you do get a point where you want to make out, that's fine. 
the very most important key, especially for women, is not setting up a wall when a guy is trying to make out with you. That's good. That's He's communicating physically, hey, I am wildly attracted to you and you are sexy and I want to kiss you. So that is a big time compliment. So we don't want to say like, hey, I don't have sex until I'm in a relationship. The guy's going to be like, what? And we're just kissing. Like, But what you can say is, man, Ziv, you are so sexy and I'm enjoying this so much, but I'd love to get to know you more. And I don't really have sex till I'm in a relationship, but this is going great. I want to keep getting to know you. And so then Ziv's like, like, all right, this is fine. I'm attractive. Good. Let's keep talking. Can you say another word about why is it strategic not to have sex? Yes. Let's talk about the science first. What happens to the body when we have sex? So obviously we're all men here. So we have our orgasm and then we probably want to take a nap and we don't even, it didn't bring us any closer to the person. Potentially sometimes can even bring us further away. It didn't really do anything in terms of emotional connection with that person. It was just a physical release that we enjoyed. Versus with women, when they have sex, it actually brings them closer to the person. So if a woman has sex too early, she feels connected to the person and maybe she didn't have enough time to discover, well, does this man have my top five qualities? But I already feel close to him, so I want to keep hanging out with him. But you really don't know if this is a life partner. Like, do we have a friendship? Do we have great conversations yet? It can kind of trick a woman into a false sense of this being a great relationship where it may not be. And this is really well-researched. There's all sorts of hormones that will make you fall in love for a woman. So yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I wonder if you've been helping people have thousands of dates. So I wonder if you have a theory about a perfect date. What would be a perfect date? That's a great question. So it's always going to depend on the people and what they determine as perfect. So if you're going on a date, you just need to talk to your partner and figure out what you guys have in common, what you both love to do. And if there is something, then obviously try to go do that. If it's early on though, it can sometimes be a bit much if it's a first date. So maybe you want to keep things simple. But early on, definitely give yourself an opportunity where there's going to be talking, there's going to be an activity. But I love like, if you can stay within your normal routine to see if they fit into it. For example, you need to go return Like I'm wearing this jacket and maybe I need to return it because it doesn't fit. And that's just part of my routine. Well, maybe your date is going to the mall and saying, hey, I just need to return this. And then maybe you go walk around the mall and you kind of see how how you guys operate. It tells you about their financial picture too. Like, oh, I don't shop at that store. Like things are too pricey there. Or I like this store. And so you're getting a picture of how they operate. And then maybe you go get something to eat or go grab a coffee. It's just a little more organic Mm -hmm. and easier. And especially versus sitting next to each other or in front of each other, you're staring at each other and you're forced to keep the conversation going versus here allows you to have lulls. Like maybe you go look at the shirt over there and you spend a minute to yourself. And in that minute, you come up with, man, I'd really like to know X, Y, Z about them. I'm going to go back and ask it versus when you're sitting, you might just ask like what their favorite color is. And that's not an important question. So having that freedom to take a breath and think can sometimes really enhance date. Let me just reflect on that. It sounds like perfect date is not to try and make it perfect. Try to make it organic and to 
have some activities in it, potentially even that are just from your day-to-day life, because then you can see how people operate. That's a very nice point of view. Thank you for sharing that. That's unique. I didn't think about that. Something about about how ordinary it is, like fits your day-to-day schedule. I like that. It really works well too, because if both of you are aligned, like sometimes, like I've had a great date where we just went on a walk around New York City. Both of us have one of those, I don't know if they're going to be able to see this, but I have a step counter on and she had a step counter. And every day we had to get to 10,000 steps because that was our way of getting exercise. So we were totally aligned on that. And we're like, well, instead of sitting at a bar, having a cocktail and getting zero steps and getting a hundred calories per drink or whatever, well, instead we're going on a walk. We're actually losing calories and we're hitting our goals and we're getting to know each other. And we're seeing that we're aligned in this activity that we both enjoy doing. So yeah, that can be very exciting. That's cool. So are there all sorts of tips that you find that you repeat them again and again with your customers? Maybe something that can help people be even generous in the way that they're dating that you can share with us? Is it all right if I give you an online dating strategy that I really love? Yes. Please. Beautiful. So this is entirely math-driven. This is not my opinion. This is coming straight from the data. But it's such a big game changer. If I could just tell everyone and they could do it, it's going to make life so much better. But for profile pictures, and I hate that it's about looks, but this really helps you drastically. So if you're looking at my face right now, right? And the entire surface area of the screen is 100%. And my face makes up a percentage of the 100. My face needs to make up 8 to 15%. So being that distance from the camera, so if I come really close to the camera, obviously it takes up much more surface area. You want to be 8 to 15% of your face makes up the picture, the entire 100% of the picture, and you will get way more messages and you'll be way more successful online. So that myth, you need to have a headshot online, it's entirely wrong. You want 8 to 15% of your face making up the picture and you'll do way better. Wow, do you know why? Not really. Data just shows that you get more messages. But then I can speculate the why. And so if I'm guessing, or educated guess, it's because quite frankly, like even I show this on one of my webinars, Kira Knightley, really close, has a ton of acne and stuff. And so even Kira Knightley up close doesn't look that great. The key is if you're a good distance from the camera, especially with how HD cameras are now, you still look good. Maybe also you get more features, like you see shoulder line, you see breast potential, like you just have more information as well. Absolutely. More real. Yeah, that's phenomenal. What are some other tips that people should be aware of? We talked about don't go in the same patterns of relationships. So obviously after relationships, assess what was your pattern? How are you dating the same person? And what do I really want? That's huge. Absolutely. And then once again, don't put up walls. So if a man's trying to kiss you, it's great to have boundaries, but don't be so rigid about it. Like, ah, I don't have sex until then. No, be playful and have fun. So I think the biggest piece of advice I have for women is realizing what men truly are looking for. They have their job, Jahar goes to work and he's like, whew, this is a long day. And then he's stressful. And then he comes home and literally as men, all we want to do is just have fun. And that's what we want. We want to have fun with our partner. And so we're going from moment to moment, just wanting to have fun. And so if we can have fun on these dates, a man's going to be excited 
And then if that's the top of the pyramid of the man having fun, then once he's having fun, now he's going to want to look into, do we have the same values? Do we have a lot of stuff in common? And so that advice is for women. And that's kind of how you're going to get a man to want to commit to you forever is handling that pyramid. Cool. What's on top for women? Oh boy, I haven't coached for, <laughs> for men in a while. So what women want is the question? Yeah, like intimacy, connection. Women want to be heard, understood, validated, cherished. And so what that looks like is a man needs to be attentive and needs to listen to her and needs to be really present, especially on dates, looking in the eyes and super tunnel vision. You can't be looking anywhere else. I don't care how hot the waitress is. She doesn't exist. Your date is there. Make her feel like the most beautiful woman in, in the room and get to know her and tell her she looks beautiful. Give her the compliments if you mean them, if they're authentic, and just make her feel like you care. And the key is direct questions to things you actually care about because that'll make this date fun. If you're asking her questions about like, I like soccer, obviously, and if she happens to like soccer, I ask her, who's your favorite team? And then we start talking about that. Well, if we're talking about a topic I'm really interested in, you better believe my eyes are just on her. And this is the most interesting conversation. And if she's not into soccer, keep going down the list of topics that you thoroughly enjoy until you find something where you guys have something in common. And now we're on a way to having a fun date. I love that. You know, we talk about marriages. One of our recommendations, our big recommendation is to have a weekly date, at least one, sometimes even two, you know, a, a night, a date night and a date during the day. And the tips that you just gave are true for a marriage date as well, to understand what the guy needs and what the woman needs or uh, helps her flower, helps her blossom. I love tips. that. Nothing's better than couple having date night once a week. Just allows them to get back in their pleasure, get away from the stress. That's beautiful advice. Yeah. It helps keep the friendship going, it brings in some romance. Really important. Be alone for a while and not change the atmosphere. There's so many things here. Now that I think about it, Shaha, we're into dating too. Like we are coaching yeah. people into dating in a way, just not without the part where Mike is looking to help you find the date, but just to do the date. So we are date optimizers in a way. We are almost running out of time. So I want to ask you one more question and then we'll talk a little bit about easy dating and how people can enjoy the end results that everyone are looking for, which is a partner and a life partner. I want to ask you what happens after the date? How do you know what do you tell your customers so that they will know whether they should continue? Did they find the right partner? That's such a great question. And without a dating coach or without a system, it stinks because folks just make a willy-nilly decision. Was that kind of fun? Yeah, it was kind of fun. I guess I'll go on a second date. Or, eh, wasn't so fun. I'm not going to go. And we use our gut. And sometimes our gut gets it wildly wrong. So that's why I love building the system I talked to you guys about earlier in the podcast is you document the five things you need. And so this is so easy and it makes it as black and white as we can make dating, which is obviously a very gray issue because it's your heart. And after the first date, we pull up those top five and we look at it and do they have the top five? If yes, we go. If no, we don't go on the second date. And if we're not sure, 
then we can keep going. And even with women, if you're not sexually attracted to them after the first date, that doesn't mean throw it away. How's the conversation on a zero to 10 scale? If the conversation was at least an eight, nine, 10, ideally nine or 10, but an eight's okay too. And he's got your top five. Let's keep going. There was a scientific study done about 15 years ago where they had women rate men on uh, chemistry on a zero to 10 scale from a picture. And so let's say a woman gave a guy a four out of 10. Then they let the woman talk to the guy for an hour and then re-rate chemistry. And the four with an amazing personality went up to an eight for sexual chemistry. So after this study, what they determined is basically women can move men four basis points on chemistry just by emotional connection. So I couldn't tell you how many women, well, actually I can, of 11 of my marriages, seven of them, the women told me they were not attracted initially, but now they are head over heels, absolutely amazingly attracted to their guy. So this is powerful stuff because this is how you get great partners that ultimately you're really sexually attracted to. So the clarity, it all starts with the clarity of what you need. What are the qualities that you're looking for? And that is a part of your easy dating system that you've developed. And I really love your name as the easy dating coach. It's very congruent with you making it simple for people. It's not so simple when you don't have the system and when you don't really think at all, you just try out of gut feeling that you don't want to be alone. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to have partnership and wanting to not be alone. But there's a lot of truth, real truth in here. Because honestly, you can waste two years or just stop after one date, right? And at the same time, you can stay alone or go back into dating and find someone that will build a relationship with you, that will build a kingdom with you even. So I think what you're doing with helping people finding the right date, the lifetime type of partners and friends and building it based on friendship organically and understanding the needs and the playfulness. I think your heart is wonderful. So tell us, Mike, a little bit about what do you do to help people with dates? How can they learn more and all that jazz? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a very successful program. I get 83% of my clients into relationships, which I believe is the most successful program in the world at this point. And so I work with folks for six months. We'd get together on the internet so we could see each other and share our computer screen. We'd get together once every two weeks for 12 sessions. It's my flagship program. And that's the one that gets 83% into relationships. So yeah, people just go to my website. They can actually schedule a 15-minute chat with me if they're ready to go. Or um, I can also offer some free gifts for people if they'd rather just explore me more. We could put down how to text men during the day, which is a very interesting video. And obviously, everyone's got busy lives. So that video is only five minutes long. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. But then you can explore if you want. I've got hundreds of YouTube videos for folks to learn more. And if not, just hop on my website, easydatingcoach.com, the letter E-Z, and then datingcoach.com. And let's chat. Let's learn more about each other and see if I can help you. I personally am convinced and I'm happy I'm not in this situation. I'm married happily. But if I wasn't, I would come and try you out, Mike, because I feel you really do care about your customers and I see the results. And yeah, we all need some more results in our worlds. 
in our lives. Keep up. Thank you so much, Mike. We're going to put the links for your website and for your YouTube channel. So people, and for the gift, for that video gift you mentioned, I think people would be interested in that. So we'll put all of these in the generousmarriage.com website on the show notes of this episode. Shaha, any last uh, comment about dating and generosity? This was fun. I enjoyed this. I learned some stuff that I can use with couples. Thank you, Mike. Oh, guys, just thank you so much for having me on here. I feel just lucky to get to spend time with you guys. And just as a last note, I think it's very interesting. Three men sitting and talking about dating and about finding a life partner. And I think there's a lot here that is important to note. Like there is more in life for men than just sex or just quick win. We were definitely interested in in deeper stuff and we have needs and we care about women to have their needs met. And so I hope that people will uh, check out those links that will be put into the generousmarriage.com website. If you're in a position where you need a partner right now, then dating is the way to qualify the partner, to find a partner. And amazing, easy way to do that is through easydatingcoach.com. Thank you so much, Mike. And see you guys next week in the Generous Marriage Podcast. Thank you all. Goodbye. Hi, guys. Thanks again. Wow, that Mike is such a character. I love his energy. And I really love his idea, which is totally counterintuitive, which is that a perfect date is actually ordinary. Even just going to the mall and returning your jacket can become a date where it's really good for you. You walk, you talk, you spend some time together, you, you know, practice gathering and instead of hunting. I think it's really, really a cute idea, even for married couples. What did you take? Yeah, I also like how, uh, you know, he, he talked about what men like and what uh, women like and uh, about how uh, men are more into fun and dates should be fun and women want to be admired and want to feel like they're the most important person in the room. So he gives the men advice to be attentive and listen and be present. And I totally agree with that. And what I really like about Mike is that he's actually very generous on YouTube. And he has like over 100 videos where he shares tips about dating. But actually, some of those tips are related to just good communication skills between men and women. So what, what you did, Shachar, is quite amazing. You actually combed through those videos and found and chose the five best videos that can help your marriage and your communication skills. And where can people find those five videos? Go to our website to generousmarriage.com, find season two, episode seven. And at the bottom, there's a bonus with the document with the five best videos that you can use that will help your marriage or your long-term relationship. And this is free, by the way. So we just go to generousmarriage.com and you can find it there. By the way, uh, we're doing these interviews every week. So next week on the Generous Marriage Podcast, you can have an opportunity to listen to Irene Fair. Irene Fair is a sex and intimacy coach that helps a lot of women with building confidence in their love life. And this is done through education and through understanding what they really desire. And she uses all sorts of really practical tactics that I think you will love. 
So next week, we're back to one of my favorite topics, which is sex. And I hope you really enjoy the episode. Come back and see you next week. Thank you for listening for the Generous Marriage Podcast. Bye. See you next week.